0: We are tired. We are tired of being beaten by policemen. We are tired of seeing our people locked up in jail over and over again. And then you holler, be patient. How long can we be patient? We want our freedom, and we want it now.
1: Most of the talk in the sports world today is about some of the statements coming out of the NBA bubble. Surrounding the police shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, of Jacob Blake. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, the Milwaukee Bucks still have not come out onto the court. It's a 4 p.m. start, just for anybody who is not necessarily yes. looking at the schedule. So it's 4 p.m. start. start. start right game now. five of that series, I believe. 4 p.m. start.
0: We had something unprecedented happen in the NBA bubble in Orlando today. The Milwaukee Bucks decided to boycott their game five of their first round playoff series against the Orlando Magic. It's uh, it's remarkable, and it looks like it's happening fast and moving quickly. Yeah, this is is a moment. Now, that was 4.15, and now here we are 30 minutes later, and things have escalated and progressed quite quickly. Shortly after that, we saw Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. They were meeting in a room together. Here they are leaving. It was about 10 minutes they were in that room. Shortly thereafter,
2: We did see players leaving the building.
1: Not long after word came that the Milwaukee Bucks decided to boycott Game 5 with the Orlando Magic to protest the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Sources to ABC News partner ESPN say the Houston Rockets Game 5 against the Oklahoma City Thunder also being boycotted by the players. Bucks guard George Hill tells ESPN we're tired of the killings and the injustice.
0: If these guys wasn't in the bubble right now, they would be out protesting, they would be out community organizing, they would be out getting people to vote. They would be out doing a lot of other things, but they decided to come play basketball, to have a platform. How is it that a white person can find themselves committing acts of violence, but they get arrested, but unarmed black men are getting shot? That is the fear that LeBron James, I believe was alluding to when he said, We are scared as
1: black people in America. Black men, black women, black kids. We are terrified. The Los Angeles Lakers, Portland Trailblazers leaning towards boycotting game five tonight according to our very own Chris Haynes. This is a landmark moment in NBA history and in sports history. When you talk about wanting change, all of us have to ask ourselves, what are we willing to give up? You can talk, you can tweet, you can protest. You can donate, but what are you willing to give up until you see that change actually happen?
0: But what hasn't changed a lot of times is the mindset of the people in control. We can change all the laws we want, but if we don't change the mindset of how someone of non-color sees me of color or somebody else of color or a female minority, then all the laws do not matter. They don't apply because you don't see me as your equal. We must say, wake up, America, wake up, for we cannot stop, and we will not and cannot be patient. So this is sports on pause, but sports were paused or postponed for a very different reason. On August 26, 2020, games or matches in four different leagues were boycotted or Technically, players went on strike in the MLS, the MLB, the WNBA, but it all started in the NBA. When on Wednesday, the Milwaukee Bucks and their players opted not to leave their locker room to play game five against the Orlando Magic. And in response, both the Magic and Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder and Los Angeles Lakers and Portland Trailblazers really, the rest of the league decided in solidarity that the games would be put on pause. And that's where we are. I'm Donovan Bennett. I'm joined by Richard Dyson. Richard, we thought we would be talking about maybe a wide sweeping situation where games were put on pause because of the virus of COVID-19. But really, we have this situation because of the ongoing pandemic and virus of racism, specifically anti-Black racism. And so, given that the conversation has pivoted and switched. It feels like now, better than ever, is a good time to pivot and switch the conversation that we have on this very podcast.
2: August 26, 2020 is a pretty extraordinary day in sports, and I think we will have long lasting effects long beyond, uh, quite frankly, this calendar year, perhaps long beyond this decade. If you think about all the 13, 14, and 15 year old boys and girls, 12 year olds who sort of have watched the events that are going on. It's a pretty inclusive multicultural generation. And I think it's a generation that's going to, not to be so cliche, but I think change a lot of things about the current world that previous generations did not. You know, we've been talking a long time in this podcast about how COVID-19 has impacted sports around the world. COVID-19 obviously has not gone away. We quite frankly, Donovan have no idea as to what, um, the uh, fall and winter in North America will bring. But it does feel, at least for this podcast concerned, it does feel like a good time to stop or maybe take a pause and give ourselves the um, the possibility of coming back, you know, in a couple of months and, and doing a one-off if the situation calls for it. But, um, you know, there are, not to say there are more important things to talk about, because I, that's not how I would phrase it, but with with the return of sports and coming up very soon with the return of the NFL. And I think there's just a, as you mentioned, given the all the Black Lives Matter protests and news around the world, I think there's just a different conversation to be had. And I think both of us will be doing that in our other respective jobs at SportsNet. Yeah,
0: I think the pledge, certainly, in our mission statement when we started this podcast, and it's really a relationship between us here at SportsNet and between you, the listener, was to be of service, right? We all had a bunch of idle time and we all fretted about the future of ourselves, but the sports and sports teams that we loved, and we were hoping to use that as as an avenue to speak about COVID-19, to educate, inform. And we don't really want to get to the point where we're no longer doing a service, providing information, but we're just quite frankly, ambulance chasing from one league or sport to another, reporting on the ills that COVID-19 has potentially done in that sport. And so at this point, given any real further development of how COVID-19 impacts us as a society or sport specifically, I think it is best to put this podcast on pause. And, and hopefully it's goodbye, but it maybe see you later in the event that God forbid, there's a wave two, or potentially, and more realistically, that leagues may not be able to restart their 2021 seasons because of the implications of potentially having seasons with fans and stands and what that might look like. But that that all seems so so far away right now, and to speculate on that seems so. Relevant when there are many, many real important and urgent conversations being had in our society, specifically in sports. And so that's where our minds and hearts are right now.
2: We did 30 episodes. I think this would be 31. Maybe the trailer makes it 32. And uh, I know, Donovan, you have a list of people that we want to thank for this. Uh, But first and foremost, um, our producer, Amal Delich, uh, has been the, to use a Hollywood term, the showrunner of this podcast. But he's been more than that. Um, not only does he do all the hard work, not only has he scripted these episodes. So Donovan and I, like uh, you know, trained circus peep performers, just basically read off a teleprompter in a sense. But he really put his heart and soul into this. This podcast is exceptionally produced. Uh, I can say that as someone who's had a sports media podcast in the states now for six plus years. It's no disrespect to my producers down there, but this is really has been an exceptionally produced podcast. It just sounds so professionally done. And it, it sounds like there's 20 people working on it. The reality is there's one person working on it. And that's Amal Delage. So a shout out to him. You cannot do something like this without the person sort of behind the scenes, uh, totally investing in it. So he has my thanks. And uh, and more than that, I, I can't respect the guy more professionally. of There's a number of people that uh, we need to thank for just their work on this podcast. And uh, so I will turn it over to you for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll start with thanking you, uh, even though I'm sure you don't want me to. you know, Full disclosure, this in many ways was your idea. It was a brainchild between yourself and some of the executives at Sportsnet. And in looking for someone to to shepherd it with, you graciously allowed me to share some of this platform, which has been a great learning experience to work with you which is great fun, quite frankly, but it's a, a gesture that I, I don't take in vain. So thank you for that. But you're right, we don't do this alone. Uh, so whether it's Kurt Barry, who provided research, John Levitt, who edited audio for us, Dan Lormer, who not only researched but Chase produced and and gave us a lot of the last word segment ideas. Quite frankly, he gave us virtually all of them.
2: <laughs> he gave us all of them, basically. Yeah.
0: So Dan Lormer, um, shout out to you while doing this all while while being daddy daycare and, and taking care of your children at home. Ryan Walsh and Jeff as a party, you know, not just chase producers for this platform and this podcast, but they're really chase producers in many cases for the entire network. So thank you to them. And Adrian Chetty, you know, the best part for me was this podcast was allowing people who don't necessarily, you know, do something like this, because this was new for all of us, allow them to really sink their teeth. And this is first time for myself working with you in this way, Richard, and we did it all, distance. I haven't seen you having any of these conversations. You know, a short-run podcast, this is the first in what I believe will be many that Amal brings uh, to light for Sportsnet and for Rogers or potentially the Frequency Podcast Network. I'm giving you more work, Amal. But Adrian Chetty, who is basically the brains and really heart between a lot of the features that you see come from me at Sportsnet, he provided archival support to Amal in making the wonderful, elaborate intros that I think was a great differentiator for this podcast. So thank you to Adrian. And, and like he thinks we're going to wrap it up because we're close to the allotted time that we said we were going to do this, but Amel has a microphone in front of him that works. So we would be remiss if we didn't hear from him for a couple of reasons. One, because he doesn't want to speak. Uh, And two, because literally like we speak on this platform all of the time, but it is uh, as much, if not more his baby than it is ours. Uh, So thank you, Amal. Um, And what say you about what this run has been?
1: It's been good. It's been very good. I was very hesitant when we first started this, when it was pitched to me. Because uh, we're a network, we have a lot of platforms that we can do this type of content on. But uh, the uniqueness of having you, Donovan, and Richard do this project together, I was very excited. And it was um, it was going to be a challenge to launch a new project with three people that have never worked together. It's Donovan I, you worked, you and I worked together, but us as a three have never worked together. So it was going to be a challenge, but I was excited for it. Um, I am just really thankful for the people that came on the podcast and were very put themselves out there like Marvin Spratly, the arena worker from Wells Fargo Center. Mm-hmm. Um, David Yu, who's very hesitant to come on, but you know created COVID projections. Zachary Benny, Dr. Andrew Morris. Both those guys were such great assets to this podcast. Um, all the play-by-play guys, Shulman, Cuthbert, and Harlan. There's just so many great, great guests that we had on there. Shai Davidi, Jeremy Lin. And I can't forget episode five, the story that Donna and I told about Conquer COVID-19. That was started up by Haley Buchanizer and Ryan Reynolds. We went down to the storage warehouse where they were collecting PPE, and that was an unbelievable and very memorable experience. I want to give you guys shout outs. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Richard's Roll Decks. Very impressive, Mister <laughs> Deitch. Very impressive.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's basically just from being old, Amel. Nothing more than that. And uh, you know, we'd be remiss not to thank uh, management here whether that's John Grigg or Dan Tavares, my immediate manager is Dave Cadeau. And obviously, you know, the big uh, cheeses here, whether it be uh, Jordan Banks or Bart Yabsley, Julie Adam, you know, we're appreciative that uh, they decided to greenlight just something that they hadn't been done before. And I will, before turning it over to Donovan for the last word, because he's he's much better at closing this stuff than I am. I I would say that I think the thing other than working with you two guys that I enjoyed most about this is just learning about stuff that I probably would not have learned without this podcast. And some of that stuff, quite frankly, is very nerve wracking, just sort of from the doctors we talked to and the contract tracing people we talked to, just sort of how easily a virus such as this can spread. At the same time, the podcast for me did provide some optimism. It was a reminder of one, just how many smart people are out there uh, in the science and and medical world. And then two, and uh, I tip my hat to you guys, because you were the ones who did the field reporting on this, just how many people care, like just how many people actually like sort of went out there and contributed something to trying to make others safe. So I think that's what I enjoyed about this podcast, uh, along with working with you two guys. There's just the fact that I was able to learn something that I'm not sure I would have learned about had I not invested in this pod. Yeah,
0: as you often say, Richard, that's well said. And, you know, the optimism for me came from seeing the direct tie to sports in how it can be a force multiplier for good. In our society, in, in the most recent example for us was COVID-19, but now moving forward, hopefully uh, the next example is, you know, anti-black racism and racism in general, but, you know, in the field, seeing great athletes like Haley Wickenheiser are on the line, you know, talking to someone like Myron Roll, seeing people embedded in sports, using that platform to create good. And, and quite frankly, all of the groundbreaking technology that our love, our passion, our access, and the funds that come from sports, Has been birthed that are hopefully going to keep people safe. You know, that was really eye opening for me and and gave me a bit of optimism because I'm normally somewhat pessimistic. We say, you know, sports has the agent to change. And I'm not sure if we really just say that because it makes us feel better about the amount of time that we spend on sports or if it's really true. Where our tackling with COVID 19 from the NBA shutting down to sports uh, reopening and doing it safely and providing a blueprint for our economy it's been a great great example hopefully again that that same example that we see in uh the conversations we have moving forward not that our conversation about COVID-19 and tackling it is over but as we shift our focus to other things and, and most importantly you know the overarching thing that that we want to do is say thank you to you the, the listeners the people who have subscribed who've downloaded who've shared who've rated and favorited um, and who've interacted with us on Twitter uh, and on Instagram about what you've heard I mean the, the hearing anecdotally that there's actually someone on the other end of this thing really means a lot because we did put a lot of work into it and it was uh, for you so, so the, really the only thing that you can do to repay us Um, is one, don't delete the feed because we may come back in some iteration in the future, but more importantly, in all honesty just continue to take care of yourself and others.